So I don't want to start us off politically, right? Because I right. know people don't. I don't. I know people don't want to talk about politics, and I know people have had their fill if they've, if certainly if they've listened to the Angry Birds spin-off Doctor. <laughs> yeah. But I do got to point out that at the time of recording, Donald J. Trump is currently waiting for Easy D. He's he's what? He's waiting for Easy. I'll just read the tweet, and I'm not going to provide my opinion. Well. I, I probably will. But anyway, uh, he's just said, big increase in traffic into our country from certain areas while our people are far more vulnerable as we wait for what should be, and then this is in all caps, easy D. Oh, so he's he's waiting for some easy D, is he? I mean, I told he him I've got his have, easy D right does, here. Does he not want to have to wait for his D? Does he not want to have to work for it, I mean, you know? I mean, this is... One assumes if he treats D the way he treats pussy, he'll just grab it. So that's probably what what he's pissed off about. He's president now. He can't get easy D. He's got to work for it. If this were me, hypothetically, I'd be saying, like, no, Donald, you're not getting your easy D. You're going to have to beg for it. I want to see you really, really, really make me believe that you want that D. Otherwise, no D for you. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it's some code for like the special dick they get in his office. Like it, it actually stands for like elite. No, no, that elitist that's called Steve Bannon. Dick. It's elitist oh. zealot dick. I, we mentioned Steve Bannon. I think we're already too far into political I re- territory I re- this week. <laughs> I realised I talked over and thus ruined both our punchlines, but it was too good for me to not try and get in there. See, now here's the thing: if if I really cared when I did the edit, I could like. Move one, like create some silence to move one of the punchlines away, and then like cut the gap in between and resync it afterwards. But that feels like a hell of a lot of effort, and it's you know, a hell of a lot of effort for, yeah. for a joke for, for political goofs in a gaming podcast <laughs> See, if, that if, people if anything, probably don't want to hear. If anything, it's probably better that I leave them overlapping because then neither of the punchlines can be understood, and therefore we don't have to defend any of the political jokes that we made, because, oh no, you can actually understand them, because they were spoken over each other. Yeah, um, yeah. Jim, is, Lo- is Laura breaking up a little bit for you? Because, Laura, you're breaking up a tad for me. It's like yeah, kind of gurgly, yeah, blurbly noises. To kind of power through it, but it, it is pretty blibbly-blobbly. Uh, you're both sounding fine to me. Let me have a quick look on my end. Sorry, this is my first time recording from this new office, so I'm just seeing you what... Sa- you sound like you're Donald Trump um, gurgling on the EZD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That <laughs> EZD. Okay, you, you, you two do it. You two do talking while I work out what's going on with my EZD. <laughs> That's good. That's really good, Steve. <laughs> what do you want oh. me to say? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, well, so that, acquisition. That Laura's whole, just trying that to whole, fix things. That whole not being political thing, huh? Uh, uh, let's not worry about it. That was more sexual than political. Political dick jokes. It's, yeah, and we'll be talking about a lot more ECD throughout the show because... Uh, Brass has done a thing again, so you you've know, got I miss, that to look forward to. I it. miss when Donald wasn't the president because you could make fun of him for how ridiculous he was then, and it wasn't political. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing: there was a time where you could make fun of Donald Trump, and it was just funny. Whereas yeah. now it's now kind it's of political. depressing. <laughs> Um, Everything's political. Everything's political, including Brazzers' porn parodies. Uh, But we will be getting to that later. Uh, We've got all (laughs) sorts of things to talk about. We've got 
as the Cypress it's a has big, pulled. Big, big, busy week this week. Yeah, we've Fucking got Neo came of last out. Week. There, there like, Laura, me and, Jim, me and Jim had nothing to talk about. Oh last no, week, I, so. I heard last <laughs> week. Like so, for everyone who doesn't know, I did attempt to record with with you both last week. I got into I got drunkenly into my Paris hotel, and the internet <laughs> just didn't fucking work. Yeah, yeah. Laura, Laura's with us in spirit. We uh, we did try and make it work, um, but we pulled an hour out of our ass. Uh, but we are spoiled for choice, um, as well as the things I've mentioned. Uh, E3, uh, going to let oh. some of the public in. We'll talk about that. Um, I don't know why I'm doing it, doing this this Well, I guess we're just waiting for Laura to fix up. But I'm actually giving you all a rundown of contents to look forward to, which we don't often do. Yeah. So, I mean, not that, that anyone's listening now I think after how we there's, started. But... There's Neo Harmon doing that. I, uh, and that's letting people true. know I, what we're going to be talking about. I think, I think... You know what I hate? What? And I think there's neo-Nazis. Neo, oh. I think there's gonna there's neo doubt that there's a new game out that people are gonna be sick of us talking about by I, the end of this yes. year. I, I think there's neo more I can do to my internet connection this week, so we're just gonna have to power through like this. Oh. Oh, oh neo. Dear. Oh neo. You're you're right. <laughs> we'll we'll make it work. It won't come through. People at home won't hear it because we record locally. So yeah. it, we're the yeah. only ones yeah. hearing that. They won't hear that the sweet, sweet, easy D listening. It's fine. I'll um, I'll sort it before next week. But uh, yeah, Neo is a fucking video game. So yeah, let's chat Neo then. Um, yeah. I've I've obviously uh, had some time with Neo before y'all and loved it. Adore the thing. Uh, ten out of ten. Jimquisition.com. You can take that to the bank. My thoughts are already out there. Uh, let's start with Gavin. What do you think of Neo, my friend? Okay, uh, probably not as far into it as Laura and yourself. Uh, I'm only about like maybe two and a half, three hours in. I, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, honestly, I'm not so... Uh, I-, I was expecting it to be a lot more difficult. Now, I'll probably be eating those words further on. <laughs> But I'm at the There's part a, yeah. now in like I'm in the second area and I'm just like into the second part of the second area where you go into this burning village. So I'm not very far in at all. Yeah, but, uh, it does ease you in. I mean, yeah. it does get there's some s- stiff competition and and a couple of bosses in particular can be real real pains in the ass. Yeah, um, it does ease you in probably a bit better than Dark Souls. It yeah. gives you a lot more of a, a leash, uh, yeah. a lot more slack on the leash, I should say. And the fact you have so many weapons to choose from and, and yeah. so many different styles and ways of dealing with stuff, um, it, it gives you. It, it, it's more aggressive and therefore feels uh, less it, oppressive for, than Dark Souls. You see, for me, it feels like the enemies aren't as aggressive as they are in, say, Bloodborne. I feel like I'm having a much easier yeah. time. That said, you die a lot quicker in this game than you do in the That's, From games. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, it's more about not getting hit than... Because uh, <laughs> if you get hit in even a, a combo by a mook, you're going to... It's pretty much an instant kill, like... Which can be a little bit frustrating at times, but I'm sure I'll get used to it. I think that Neo gives you a lot more breathing room in the early game and does a lot more yeah. to sort of ramp you up to this is this is the way that the flow of combat works. This is how you keep your distance and watch enemy patterns before it throws the aggressive, powerful stuff at you. It's like, hey, yeah. we're going to punish you if you get too close. We're going to teach you to keep your distance and look for specific openings. Okay, yeah. you got the hang of that. Now it's time to murder you forever. 
Yeah, there is one enemy that I got to that's quite tough, and he's uh, he's just after, you know, when you go through the gate and go into that burning village, and there's like one of the guys in the dark puddles, and he's got horns and stuff, and he he, he yes. hops all over the place and does dodges and stuff, and he's he's pretty hard. Um, but for yeah. me, it's more of like, um, like f- I don't know, for From games, it's like uh, the enemies, they they're a lot harder to get hits in on i think like it's much easier to kill the enemies quickly in this game but then they kill you much quicker as well and i like that it's mm. it's a nice that's balance a, yeah yeah it's a, a real sort of exchange of of sort of power there where like you can take them down fast but they can take you down like everything yeah. has a sense of fragility to it um yeah i mean for a while at least some of the some of the things you fight, <laughs> fragile, ain't the fucking word. No, uh, but at least in in general combat with your general cannon fodder type enemies, yeah, uh, it, you, you know, very much like Dark Souls, they're very capable of killing you just as as mm. easily as, as anything well, else. Yeah. I, if you're if you're not quick. concentrating, I, if you I, are, they're easy. There's something I really like about that change to the flow of combat, and that's for someone someone like me that's not terribly good at the execution of games like Dark Souls. I can see patterns, but I sometimes struggle to, once I've spotted an opening, like routinely do what I need to do to get to make use of that opening in a in an enemy pattern enough times to defeat them. Yeah. It's kind of nice to just be able to keep the distance and spot like, oh, that's what I need to do to get in and attack this this enemy. And yeah. to only have to do it once, or, you know, once or twice. I don't have to do it many times to be like, okay, I have demonstrated to the game that I understood the attack pattern and how to, mm. you know, get in unharmed. And mm. I got my victory, you know, for doing that. It doesn't make me repeatedly show ages. that I learned how yeah. to do it. Yeah, I've, that's one thing I've found as well. Like, I, I mean, I've only fought one boss. Like the 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 very first boss, the executioner thing. The executioner, yeah. And uh, it was a piece of piss. I mean, I I didn't die yeah. to it at all, and I was like, "This game ain't that bad." <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm was... like thinking I'm probably going to be eating my words. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just ne- yeah, next week. I up. I just want to read that back to you next week and say, "Neo, <laughs> it's not that hard." <laughs> Just, well, Jim just, knows just I was seriously. Piece of piss. Jim knows piss. how intimidated I've been by this game, so it's been nice that I've been at least been able to enjoy it, it and that the curve it, is slow. As soon then as again, it's basically it, got a shoehorn, I it, think, it shoehorns you in. You know, you're eased in, and then mm. it's it's a nice steady progression of of difficulty. I, feel I, I like definitely it, think. Sorry, Laurie, you, oh, sorry. you go ahead. I I feel like it takes you into the kiddie pool for like half an hour, and it's like, okay, okay, are you good with the water? <laughs> you're okay with water, right? Let's throw you in the deep end with some lead shoes on. <laughs> yeah, and it I can, think I, I think way. being used to like Bloodborne helps as well, and and. Because um, I I would imagine for someone who isn't used to that kind of style, it could be very challenging right from the beginning. I know Polygon, they I think they found they took them like something like eight hours to finish the first area. I was like, that's like four rooms in a courtyard. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know quite what but, they would. But then again, that's there. Polygon. Like maybe grinding. Yeah, you know. Polygon lives in a different like universe than <laughs> the rest of us when they're in games. I. <laughs> I yeah I I know it's the fun thing to make fun of Polygon not being good at games. I'm probably about at their level of gaming ability, so uh, I'll just quietly say nothing and slink away well, in embarrassment. Well, I I'll was say making this. fun of I'll, myself I'll, all morning for dying in this game. I'll <laughs> uh, 
I'll take way longer than I should looking for Kodama because they are the best things to ever be in video games ever. <laughs> the little, they wear little bowls on guys. their heads. Little green yeah. fellas that, that are at the shrines. You find They're them awesome. in the game. They are... Fan- They're the new thing I've decided to be obsessed by. Yeah. And and if, I think... Are we going to have, Kodama, have Kodama Watch 2017? Is that where we, we're going? Well, that's all on on Sony and and, and Tecmo Kawi. Like, like, do you know what like, they're like? Stop making shit for me to buy, please. They're like Yoshi fucked Toad. <laughs> I thought Easy D was going to be this uh, this week's title. <laughs> Tochi. No. They're Little Tochis. It even oh. sounds Japanese. Tochi. Like I'm, I'm still playing it because, as I said in the review, like there's still just tons for me to more more to dig into and. Yeah. Even now, like, I'm still spending too long rotating the camera around the shrines to get the best views of all the little Kadama that I can and see what they're doing. <laughs> like, like one, there's one just sweeping the floor. There's one marching up and down. I saw one that's just hanging off the side with his little legs just kicking, and he's just hanging for dear life, and it's just so darling. <laughs> Better than bonfires, um, 10 out of 10. What do they do exactly? I know they... Do they up your elixirs if you find a a lot of them? Uh, You can carry more elixirs, um, but the the thing that's really good about them is they're all... There are different types of them. They all wear... You can identify them by the hats they wear. Um, Different hat-wearing Kadama are part of a different class of Kadama. Mm -hmm. So... The one I remember most because I use it the most is the the ones with the little white bowl hats. They're healer kadamas, and if you select your kadama blessing when you're at a shrine, that's one of the menu options. Um, it bes- it bestows a passive bonus, like you know, I think the warrior kadama ups the percentage of weapons that will drop yeah. from enemies. So the healer kadama. Is um, extra elixirs. elixirs. More elixirs are dropped and, by enemies. So the more healer kadamas you find in an area, the higher the percentage, up to 25% chance of an enemy dropping an elixir if you get all of them. And I have two questions very quickly regarding them that I'm not far in yet enough to know. Um, do they at any point dissipate when you go to a new area and you have to find them all over again? Um, they or are do- tied to. Uh, regions okay. so you, you're in region one yeah. which will have lots of different missions in and okay. all of the kadama are cumulative in that, in region. that region and then okay. you'll move to a whole new map and mm. then there's okay. more kadama to be found there all right cool that's pretty cool and there it's a nice little system and the bonuses are you know it's nothing crucial but it's always nice yeah, yeah. um it's- i find the elixir especially good because you remember in bloodborne sometimes you get into that rut of I've run out of blood, like healing things, mm, and have to farm to for blood. Yeah. Here it's like, well, okay, I've, I'll whack on my, I'll get the the healer Kadama blessing, and then I'm, I'm just picking up, especially if I've got a twenty five percent chance, yeah. uh, which I like. I up luck so much in this game. <laughs> uh, I normally don't fiddle around with with the luck stat too much because it's so indirect. But in a game like this, with so much loot and everything, holy like, shit, I've, the amount of I've loot. got a fucking I've got an item that's got Kodama sense on it as a passive stat, so it shows where the hidden yeah. Kodama are on the map. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care how high the armor bonus I get on any other fucking thing. If it ain't got Kodama sense, I ain't replacing this. Because I've heard people call it Witcher Souls, and I'm like, no way, this is Diablo mm. Souls. 
They call oh, it Witcher God, yeah. Souls, I think, just because the main character looks a bit oh, like Geralt. And, and he's fucking Irish. Why do, he like, is Irish. Why did no one tell yeah. me this game was like the main character's Irish and the, the characters in it speak like the Irish language? Well, see, That's we so didn't cool. want to assume that you'd be interested just because of that, because we yeah, didn't we're not want racist, to be racist. Gav. Exactly, yeah, we didn't yeah. want to be racist and assume that you'd like the game just because there were Irish people in it. But that said, one thing that imp- like I was shocked when I first heard English voices because it being a Techno Koei game and them often being terrible at localization, yeah. and me mm. not knowing for a while that Sony had picked it up as well, yeah. I expected it to be all in Japanese, and so I heard the. The, the Irish um, character, you know, speaking uh, yeah. English uh, and, uh, you know, as you say, using Irish uh, language as well. Uh, and that was odd at first because I was so yeah. used to hearing the game from the demos. I was so used to hearing Japanese, Japanese. So that yeah. freaked me out. Then when he gets to Japan and everyone speaks Japanese. So yeah. it's this, it's a real like multilingual game. And yeah, I was like, awesome. that's, that's really nice. I, that's I actually so, really good. My, I, I just couldn't believe it when the little fairy thing um, the subtitle came up and was like this way, and she was like, um, "Sure, you know." And I was just like, "Holy shit, that's fucking Irish!" <laughs> yeah, I mean the the language about the game is really like like it impresses me. Like I love that you can go to the encyclopedia section of the menu, and it gives you full pronunciations for all these monsters and things, all of which are based yeah. on actual like Japanese folklore. Yeah. Like, and the, you know, Kadama are a big part of Japanese folklore and the, the yokai and all this kind of stuff. The little fairy's name is Sirsha, which means uh, freedom. There you go. Look at that. Like, See, like, like this like, game is very. Like Sir Sharonan. It's very well um, researched yeah. uh, and really goes into um, history and because, and, you know, the main character is he was based on a real person. The main a, villain a is British based on person, a, apparently, uh, yeah. an actual guy who was there. Um, being a, a big longtime player of the Samurai Warriors games, hearing them talk about, you know, Tokugawa, Iwasu and, and um, uh, Mitsunari and all this, like the, the big. I think this is like pre Sekigahara. Like this is stuff that I've picked up from Japanese feudal history, just playing Tecmo Koei's games before, and they go really yeah. in deep with it. While of course adding the folklore and everything, which again is is drawn from actual folklore. It's like very little of this stuff in the game is is. I was going to say very little in the game's original, which would sound like an insult, but I'm I'm trying to say it in a complimentary way. If you everything is is grounded somewhat in yeah. our own in authentic, um, uh, yeah, languages. in our own. I was going to say in our own, but in you know yeah. the world and, and especially the, in Japan's. The main actor's uh, accent is pretty legit. I I believe he's yeah. from Belfast, which would be more like that, like Belfast. But the way yeah. he kind of rolls his vowels is kind of more like Dublin, a little bit more like Atlas from Bioshock. So, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's, it was nice yeah, for yeah. definitely a nice surprise for me when I started it, it, playing it. It seems like they really went for authenticity when they didn't have to. Uh, yeah. They could have easily have skimped on that, and I don't think many people would have picked up on it. Mm. But they went that extra mile. Like, and like Kate. <laughs> Yes. There's yes, nothing but... I like more than a fight and a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of why, you know, I felt so uh, ready to give this one as high a score as I gave it is because you gave it a ten, did it's... you? Oh yeah. I... Uh, first ten I've given ah. in a long time, wow. and it's just it goes the extra mile and goes that little extra bit in depth that yeah. other games mm. just don't bother have, going with. Have you scored it, Laura? 
I haven't written my scored review yet. I'm, I got around to it a bit late and I'm still working my way through it. But yeah. I suspect it's going to be similarly high for me. I am incredibly yeah. pleased with it. It is just... I, I'll be honest. I went into it a little bit with my expectations set at... Okay, we've seen some sort of Soulsy clone stuff before. It's probably yeah. going to be another thing that ends up being like, ah, kind of doing the Souls thing, not not quite as good as Souls, and that's where I set my expectation, mm. and that was blown out the water. It is in, it is right up there. It definitely deserves to mm. get the attention and praise it's going to get. I am it's very crazy. pleased with it. So yeah, if if there's that's, one, that's a good old video o- game. The only real, and this really is a minor niggle. Um, the only real niggle I have is it, it's not the prettiest game in the world. Some of the environments are quite drab and uh, quite ugly, actually. The village I'm in at the moment, I'm just like, this is one of the ugliest locations I've seen in a game in a long time. It's like various shades of black, grey and brown. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... yeah. I guess the col- the color palette isn't as good as it could be. Uh, but I, I do like the the creature designs though. Oh yeah, I never fantastic. had I never had a problem with the cut of the the color palette just because yeah. the environment design itself, the level design, the way that you're sort of uh, shepherded through areas felt smart enough that yeah. I wasn't particularly turned off by the color palette. Yeah. Well, the- plus of course it's worth pointing out that you are still in the fairly sort of early, the early yeah, Bernie yeah. villagey stages. There are some yeah. uh, later scenes that are really like, there's one. Um, I'll try not to be like give away too much, but there's one area that is sort of it's interior and there's just this slight sheen of gold on everything, and it just yeah. it looks very um, sort of majestic. Yeah, because the two yeah. areas I've been in so far are a rainy stone tower and a rainy dark burning village and yeah. it's just well, not it's, super stylistically it's uh, and a lot of people have uh, made the comparisons uh, mm. and it's not the only way in which they're similar but it's been compared to the Onomusha series a lot um, Onomusha is a series I absolutely adored back in the day and I'm so sad Capcom uh, have never revisited it especially mm. with how wonderful I think they could make one these days and and hopefully you know the the success of Neo might inspire them to pick it up again but mm-hmm. Onomusha was a series of uh, um, I, I guess action games um, set in in historical Japan very similarly um, would use actual characters from from uh, Japanese history uh, Nobunaga was a big sort of uh, uh, antagonist in the series and combat in that game was very precise and it had al- almost a, a Resident Evil style camera and, and, and movement but was action based it was this odd little hybrid of, yeah. of survival horror presentation and the more it's kind of the games we'd now nowadays recognise as action games mm. uh, it was this weird missing link almost uh, in in back in them days. And I'm, I'm really glad that Neo brought some of that back. And mm. visually there's, cause, cause Onimusha was a lot of that, a lot of rainy, mm. uh, uh, Japanese villages and stuff like that. So, so some of the more effects laden stuff also kind of, um, for me is rem- reminiscent of Okami a little bit, which is always welcome. Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, another game I think that was sort of dripping in that sort of Japanese folklore, that Japanese sort of yeah. uh, uh, and, and that, that kind historical of respect, misty watercolor effect that's on a lot of stuff is very Okami, and like 
uh, there's a wolf in it that looks very, very like Amy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's a really good game, isn't it? It's fucking awesome, and I can't wait to get yeah. further in and get my ass kicked. <laughs> I I am very ready to. I want to be writing my review already, but I don't want to stop playing the game to do it, and that's always a good sign. Yeah. 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 This twenty minutes well, has been torture. <laughs> I I would not have blamed you if you had tried to play while podcasting. I wouldn't have blamed you. Also, I apologize. I have no idea how much of it has been picked up on the podcast. My cat is being an asshole during the podcast. We today. haven't heard she... any of it, Laura. Okay. Well, I can she... I, personally I can pick it up a little bit, but it's not too bad. She's, she's been crawling around noise. shouting. Uh there was a bit where I'm gonna have to do some technical editing because she stepped on my keyboard and paused my recording. <laughs> she's just being a fucking nuisance today. Can you, like, Shut put her in a much. different room? Uh, not today, because of various things within a household. So, Fair you know, enough. household logistics. Cat's got to be in my office tonight, and Fair enough. she just won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Neo is pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. what, what else do we want to talk about this week? Uh, yeah, Maybe you didn't too. talk about uh, Yakuza did, uh, last week, did you, Gav? Nope. No, should we talk about Yakuza? Because we've both yeah. played it since Jim recommended yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. personally, I'm yakuza out just because I, I, I think I've shot my load about that game so much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. really keen to see what you, you folks think about it. Um, I, you okay, probably I'm have really more, glad... more to say than me, oh. so you go first. Uh, my, my main overall thing is just, Jim, thank you for recommending me this. Because... <laughs> It's one of those things that I have been aware that it existed for a long time. I've been aware of the franchise. I have never bothered to touch it. Just, you know, in my head, it filled a similar position to something like Sleeping Dogs, where I was just like, okay, it's probably all right. I don't feel like I need to like rush out and play it this second. I don't feel like mm -hmm. it's the, the thing I need in my life. And yeah. I was very wrong. <laughs> I fucking love Yakuza and I did not I did not expect it to have as much humor to it as it had. That caught me a lot off guard. It was a lot less like with a title like Yakuza, I expected it to take itself deathly seriously because you know, anytime it's like, oh, here's an illegal group used as the name for a franchise, it's usually yeah. kind of like Well, you're going to you're going to instantly think it's like like Sega's answer to Mafia or something Yeah, like that, that. that's where I went, is that I assumed it was going to be sort of serious and grumbly, and it was a lot more... It just felt a lot more human than I was expecting. I was like, oh, this is really good. Why the fuck did I not pay attention to this sooner? So, hooray! Yakuza, Yakuza's... I... I'm, I'm, really, I'm really happy with it. Are you similarly into it, Gavin? Um, oh, probably not as much as you guys. I I had um, <clears throat> like on the plus side, it's a beautiful looking game. It's it's fun. It's funny, like really funny. Some of the lines in it. Um, mm -hmm. there was a line near the beginning about fisting that nearly like had me on the floor <laughs> laughing. Um, <laughs> but it just didn't really feel very compelling. Now that could just be the timing, to be honest, because I was super busy this week, and there's so many other games coming out that I don't want to say that it, it I don't want to say that it wasn't too compelling for me because it would be unfair because 
it was just bad timing as well. So if there's ever a free period I have where I have like two weeks where I'm not super busy, I'm going to go back to it. But for the moment, it just didn't grab me as much as, like you mentioned, sleeping dogs there. Um, and again, this could just be timing. And I just find with games like Yakuza and with Saints Row as well, I have this problem that when they're that silly, I find it harder to get engrossed in the story. And I, I enjoy it for mm-hmm. little bursts, but I don't feel compelled to keep going and finish I, I it. I can understand that. They, mm. they, yeah. Some people can find sort of a dissonance of mood with a serious story and then the wacky thing, and I can see that. It can be jarring, and, and I absolutely don't blame you for, for that. Well, it's more just it doesn't make me, it doesn't compel me to finish the story or care about the characters uh-huh. all that much. I, I don't know what it was, and I, I find it funny and in little bursts, do you know what I mean? But, sure, uh, sure, yeah. And it was ex- I had exactly the same issue with the Saints Row series. I would play them for like six, seven hours and think it was great and funny, and then just kind of peter out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I can. It, it it keeps a level of intensity to its its mm-hmm. silliness, I guess. The it it did that cause people have thresholds for that. It did mm. cause a very funny moment though, where, um, like Ra- Rachel's not used to me playing like crazy Japanese games. <laughs> Like I'm usually playing some action thing, or and uh, she came in and I was there in the scene where he does karaoke <laughs> with his friend, <laughs> and on the screen it was just this guy wailing and all these Japanese things flying all over the screen. And she's like, "What the fuck are you playing?" And uh, you know you can't pause those scenes, so I was like pissing myself laughing. I was like, "I can't tell you, I can't pause it, trying to concentrate on hitting the buttons." <laughs> Uh, I so, can't pause it. Just it's uh, it's it's a game that Jim and Laura made me play. <laughs> oh, we, we we forced you to play it. Um, so like here's here's the thing. I can certainly empathise with that, and definitely Jim is right on there being a personal threshold for that kind of stuff. Um, for me, I would rather be playing something that's more on that sort of yakuza, mm. or again, as you pointed out in a similar vein, like your sort of Saints Row end of things, yeah. than something like Sleeping Dogs where. It was well made, but I just didn't personally care much about the story going on in that. Yeah. Like, I... I I don't know. And who knows, maybe maybe if I had played this back then and played Sleeping Dogs now, the situation could be reversed, you know? Quite possibly, but... It um, could just be a timing thing. It just didn't really, really grab me by the heart. For me, it... It grabbed me in that I needed something a bit lighthearted, not too serious, that I could yeah. just have fun working my way through and just feel like there wasn't anything too heavy for me to work through. And it just yeah. hit me in the right way. And I was like, this is the right flavor of silly, silly murdering that I needed in my life. Laura, did we get at all your, um, speaking of goofy, silly murdering, did we get your thoughts on Resident Evil 7 at all? Because uh, I, I know I, think, I only gave my thoughts yeah. last week. Oh, did did we did? I thought I talked about it when we did our review did episode, uh, like our uh, episode. I can talk about it for a second again, anyway, just to sum up my thoughts. Um, the general rule is, if we think we've talked about something, we, we probably will did. convince we probably ourselves did. we haven't. Yeah, and we'll get halfway anyway. through talking about it and then realize yeah. what we've done. Oh, we already said this. Yeah, we? no, I definitely talked about it because I talked about the VR bits oh, of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I I am a big old fan of that that RE7. I okay. I like 
I like the fo- the focus on like here's the big mansion, but it's in disrepair in the middle of a swamp, and um, like just the the whole game felt like what I've wanted for a while to see Resident Evil go back to. So hooray! I'm glad we're going back there, and I I'm glad that by the end of it, it definitely felt like oh yeah, this is definitely a Resident Evil thing. Cool. So yeah, that's that's that. Um. Did either of you bother trying Fire Emblem Heroes that came out on on the mobile phones this week? Mobile game next. It's <laughs> Nintendo. They they took one I of those crappy games do and put it on mo- the phones. I don't. I don't own a single mobile game. No, I I, I, um, I expected I, you'd say as much, Cav. What about you, I, Jim? I'm not really a follower of the Fire Emblem series, and Nintendo's mobile efforts so far have just been pish. So I I skipped this one. That's that's totally fair. Uh, I've been playing it since uh, I think it came out the day after last podquisition recording, and I have been playing probably about an hour of it every day. Um, I I'm a big old fan of it. I think that Fire Emblem as a turn-based strategy RPG translates really nicely to being played on phones. Um, I think that. The decision to take it from, like, overall large-scale battlefields and shrinking it down to here is an individual combat encounter that can fit on your screen at one time and sort of moving its narrative between individual combat encounters rather than trying to do one large-scale battle at once was a smart decision for moving it to phones. Uh, so God, far, your cat is one annoying motherfucker. I know. I, this is why I fucking I'm here, you. I was sitting here admiring its persistence. Yeah, this cat will not shut up. So like, here's holy the thing. shit, that's okay, a noisy this, cat. This, this, this cat is due to get fed in about uh, an hour and 20 minutes, and <laughs> apparently she's decided that it's dinner time now. And I don't know why she's decided this, but she's just shouting at me to feed her. Uh, but yeah, I've I've played it for about a week, maybe an hour a day, so probably seven hours of it so far, and I've not yet ne- felt the need to purchase any of the in-game currency. I've just played through the story mode. I've never run out of stamina and been told, oh, you can't play the game until you wait for stamina to return. That just hasn't been an issue. I've bought new characters using the currency I earned from the story mode, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I'm looking at pictures of yeah. it, and... It's got a list of characters here, and it looks like a game of Guess Who set in the children's part of the Harajuku district. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's got some of them them characters you might know from Smash Brothers. It's got Marth and Roy and them ones in it. But I uh, there's a guy called Gundir, who has been my, my new favourite Fire Emblem person in this mobile one, who's basically an old man in a suit of armour on a horse that is also wearing armour with a big heavy axe, and he just rides his horse up at stuff, smacks things with his axe, and nothing ever damages him, and I love him. So he is my, my, my axe-wielding old man that just murders <laughs> battlefields for me. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm having I'm having a lot of fun, and I've not yet felt the need to spend any money on it. So, I'm I'm <coughs> I'm totally on board with that. Nice. I cool. played Dynasty Warriors Godseekers. I just remembered that. Oh, how's how's that turned out? Uh, it they uh, shouldn't have called it Dynasty Warriors. That was cheeky. Is is it not it, Dynasty it, Warriors? It fucking ain't. It's Dynasty Tactic. Well, it's it wants to be Dynasty Tactics, which was a. Uh, a spin-off series on the PS2, which was really good. 
It was this really nice little turn-based strategy game. This also is a turn-based strategy game, but it is like the most boring iteration they could come up with. Uh, and it is just move your unit in attack range, hit the attack button, and that's it. Over and over and over again. And then I got bored and stopped playing it. Reacquired a copy of Dynasty Warriors 8. And I've just been playing that. That's brilliant. I love Dynasty Warriors 8. Especially the the, the, the Extreme Legends Complete Edition they did for PS4 when uh, PS4 was new. Um, which has all of the content. Well, they, they call it Complete. Still got 75 pieces of DLC. It's not very fucking complete. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I just went and started playing that again, which was way better because Dynasty Warriors Tactics is just boring. Um, sorry, not Dynasty Warriors. Ta Dynasty Warriors Godseekers, um, which is just cynical naming. They should have just called it... Dy they should have just remade Dynasty Tactics, remastered it, re-released it. That would have been cheaper than doing this. Whatever. That... that that sounds That's like a thing review. not to bother with then. Yeah, yeah and, I'm and gonna we write fully a support we point. fully support your liking Dynasty Warriors, Jim. I we can't all be perfect. Dynasty Warriors has grown on me since we've been doing this show. Jim has introduced me to the the reasons to love that stupid franchise. So yeah, <laughs> you, you're corrupting franchise. me, and it's stupid, and I kind of love it. Um, so yeah, we, we had some news last week that neither of you touched on, and I'm very glad because I wanted to be here for this. Uh, that new Conan the Barbarian game has uh, Dick and Ball Slider. Yeah. Oh yeah! Big floppy yeah, dongs. About that. yeah, it's got floppy yeah. dong slider. You can just run around and have a big old floppy dong. You Conan! Can, Conan's you can the one with the easy You can craft Conan's broadsword. Oh, nice. you, can you unsheathe his broadsword? Well, are you actually Conan in it, or are you... Are you uh... A faceless barbarian. I think, I think you're generic bloke. barbarians in the Conan okay. world, I think. But Yeah, just some dick. Who, who needs a face when you got a head like that? Oh. Oh! oh. That was good. Yeah. That was so good. There's, there's nothing more to that story other than go look up footage. That is some mighty dick and balls going on. Some mighty floppy scrotums. Yeah. Uh, it's the first game I can think of where the dick and balls are uncensored and appear to have like quite a sophisticated physics engine going on. Like mm. were the ones in Rust static? They were. They they didn't do nearly as much bouncing and wobbling mm. and flopping as these do when you run stark naked through a field and there's just this jangly ball. I think Trevor's ball sack. For the brief moment we saw it, I I believe it. If my memory serves me, it did have some physics applied to it. <laughs> yeah, so just just go watch some 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 cock and ball physics. They are pretty glorious. So. Mm. Hooray, Conan pushing video D. games forwards. It's Easy D. Yeah, it's Conan's Easy D. What's, um, what's the name of this game? I want this game in my <laughs> office tomorrow. Do you hear me, Kellyanne? I want this in my in my office. What's that, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bored of that. Ah, uh, that 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 won't get boring. Oh. No. Uh, Jim. Gav. Gav. Oh, yeah. Gav. Gav. Yeah. Gav. Right. Scrap plans for the next album. An hour of that. I will play top that. dollar. I'll be getting sued by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> That's not. You just change the name. It's uh, Tonald Drump. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jim, you you watched that Metal Gear Solid porn that happened. 
<laughs> I, I haven't had a look at it yet. How is it? Uh, the best one they've done. Okay. It is. Oh, yeah? It is the best one they've okay, done. Okay, I have. Um, I have one upfront question for you, which I feel like should be the question yes. for all porn parody sex things. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a single pun uttered once the sex starts? Yes. Okay. I am interested. Um, Tell me more. <laughs> uh, what was the exact thing he said? Uh, time. I. Th- because he, he, he turns around and smacks her on the butt and goes, he, he wasn't lying about that ass. Time for a tactical insertion. I think that's what he said. <laughs> okay, that, that is an acceptable level of punnery yeah. during sex. What I love the, about this is you don't need is, to change the name of the protagonist at all. Uh, well, actually, they do. They call him Trouser Snake. His Aww. code name is Trouser Snake. Solid Snake's um, already a poor name. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? The best thing about this is how well researched it is, because Solid Snake wouldn't work because this is Metal Gear Solid Five. It's it's the boss, so, and they they made sure to parody specifically Metal Gear Solid Five. So they 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 do a bit with the map, like like you know the the blue map that you you yeah, look at yeah. in. They do that, wow. uh, and it's got things on it like some little village and Brazzers headquarters and stuff. And what's Quiet's um, name? Uh, Quiet's name is that. That's the one low point of this this particular parody. She's not very her name quiet, is, is she? Her name is Hushy. Oh, that. Which is supposed to be hush and hussy, except they keep uh, saying hushy. Oh, that's and all. And at one point, Robert one of them hushy. just says hussy. Uh, so it's like all over the place, and and, and I, I'm not fond of that. Mm. Uh, but it does lead to. It does lead to the guy playing Snake at one point to just look through binoculars. And, and I, I've got this scene on my YouTube channel. Just look up my, my review of Metal Rear Solid, The Phantom Pain, uh, where he looks through his binoculars, sees her, and then just goes, Oh, And it's just, <laughs> it's just the dumbest fucking meat-headed way of saying, Oh, she. Um, that's good. Uh, I, I, also, his the I name of his mercenary group. I personally love that Quiet's outfit in the porno is not actually less revealing than her outfit in the game. I made <laughs> I made that joke in the Final Fantasy fifteen one about Sid, but no, it's true in this one as well. Although at one point she flashes her tit at a water bottle. The way it's shot, she's walking in slow motion. It's just ah, like they're doing all this music, and then she she lifts one like she she pulls open one bit of her bra to show one boob, and then it cuts to an image of a water bottle just hanging, and then it cuts back to her like putting the bra back on and continuing the slow motion walk. And the way it's shot, it looks like she's just flashing a water bottle. Uh, that's brilliant. Um, again, like like. You've got to see this on my channel or on the gymquisition.com because it, it's so good. Um, before the sex starts, <laughs> actually, no, no, no. They have a fight and he, he subdues her and he invites her to join Diamond Dongs. <laughs> and he says, what's it going to take? Uh, and she's qu- she's all silent. And he says, oh, yeah, I forgot. You don't talk much. And then it's a close-up of her face and she just goes, my ass. Your dick. And then turns around and he goes, Snake eater, huh? Show me your moves. (laughs) And then they fuck. (laughs) And the best bit, the best bit about all this is 
most most of the time that's it in a porn parody that's it they forget about the parody they start fucking they fuck for quite a while and it's like that it's like okay now the sex has happened the jokes are over halfway through him giving it to her standing doggy style the radio goes off and you hear a voice going oh boss you've you've been dog for a while and he's just oh, not now and then just goes back to fucking her. Oh my god, that is brilliant! That is beautiful. What else? Oh, Oh, it also has an actual joke. An actual joke based on the game, which I don't think any of them have done yet. Um, When he's having a radio conversation about Hushy, at one point he just goes, Uh, Also, boss, uh, we're good for farm animals now, so you don't have to keep tying sheep to balloons. He goes, No promises. (laughs) Oh my god. And then at the very end, when they're walking away, him and Hushy, there's this really bad CGI cartoon of a sheep on a balloon. <laughs> so, and the perspective has it on the same level as them, but it looks tiny, so it doesn't look right. I'll um, be very disappointed is, if there's no pun about him hiding in a box. Uh, no, there's even better than that. There is... Oh my god, I forgot about the box! Uh, <laughs> what happened to the box? Right. So, get this. They had the budget. They had the budget for an Iron Man plastic child's glove. Which which Boss is wearing instead of a robot arm. <laughs> With his normal hand visible underneath it. They could afford that. But they couldn't get a box. <laughs> so when he decides to take a quote-unquote stealthy approach... It's a sheet of torn cardboard on the floor that he picks up and then just staggers towards her in plain view of her. Walks around behind her, peers over the top with this big dirty grin on his face. Then just crouches next to her, holds it up like a shield for like a few seconds. Then just throws it to the side and goes, and then jumps on her. And then they fight. I have a question. Is that really any more ridiculous than the the box mechanic in the game? By the way, uh, I just Googled Metal Rear Solid and a picture of Laura came up. Oh, yeah, no, I did a review of the butts in Metal Gear Solid called Metal Rear Solid. So I, I, I I do quite well on the SEO there. Oh, sorry about my dog barking. Uh, my new gymquisition banner's here at last. Like, there's a few pictures of, like, the porno, and there's a few pictures of some, I don't know, some gear, and then there's Laura. Yeah, I... I think, I think our souls and Laura are like... It's like this, the, the, the seven steps to Kevin Bacon yeah, thing. I, it's like you can only talk about asses for so long yeah. before a certain blue-haired girl pops Well, see, here's up. the thing. If you search Metal Rear Solid on, uh, on Google Images, uh, the third image result is a screen cap from my Laura's Gaming Butts video. The yeah. fifth result is my Patreon. And on the third line, you get a picture of my face. So I, I've done pretty well on the SEO there. I don't know Excellent. how to Google for the not suitable for work because I I've now put in metal rear solid sex and I still aren't. Are you trying any... to find the porn? I'm trying to find the actual like porny. Just bits. Search, search, brazzers. Bra- you want to use brazzers? Brazzers. Look for the phantom peen. 
Bra- yeah, or Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Just just make sure you get Brazzers in there and you'll find it now. Where it's <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah. There and, and also, Christ. I've just got to say, the the sex was pretty good, too. It was some, it was some decent ass fucking. <laughs> uh, I have a question. I've seen a few people say complimentary things about the special effects in this. Are they all right? They're better than their usual fare. Okay. Like, they've got, like, gun smoke coming off, off of barrels. Uh, the thing that really gets me again is just the... Like, obviously, the CGI helicopter crash and everything looks, you know, rubbish. But but when he looks through a, a, a gun scope at, at Hushy, um, I'll say it how they say it, at Hushy, uh, it's blue and she gets a red uh, triangle above her head like she's been marked, like in the game. Uh, when she first shoots at him, a, a white uh, curve appears that shows the direction the damage was taken in, just like the game. Like... What they don't have in actual technical, um, uh, what's the word, technical expense and budget, they more than make up for with attempted authenticity. Uh, unlike the others, like the first one, the, the Overwatch one was capitalizing, and it felt like they were having fun-ish. Uh, the Call of Duty and the Final Fantasy ones felt way more torturous and a bit less... More like they were just quickly trying to cash in on this joke that had happened because of how much attention the Overwatch one got. Whoever was working on this one, it's like, okay, we're going to keep doing these video game parodies. They keep getting attention. So they obviously got someone in who played the game then. Yeah, someone who played it and clearly was loving making fun of it. And and that made all the difference between this and, and, and the other ones. This one was genuinely... Like, like talking back over it now, I don't know how I wasn't laughing my head off trying to do the review, like, <laughs> recording my audio for it. Because, good God. This makes me um, very, very happy, and I know what I'm going to be doing when I finish work tonight. <laughs> yes, it's well worth checking out. It's it's very good. Yeah. Oh, how we love our jobs. <laughs> oh, how I, I love my job very, very dearly that it's a job where it's like, oh, yeah, this is work relevant. Let's see what... What, what are you like, doing I, for I work said, tonight? Love, well, well, I'm watching a porno. Well, something else. Is, <laughs> so I told my wife this I, morning. I, I was like, I'm watching porn for work yeah, again. I used yeah. I used the title Metal Rear Solid before Brazzers did, so I've got to check up on what you know what's happening with the SEO. You know how this might affect my branding. I've I've got to watch porn for work tonight. Um, yeah. I've got yeah. to I've got to agree though with what Sean Rourke said in a comment on on my my YouTube review. Where he said he should have said kept you waiting, huh? When he finished, <laughs> like that that uh, yeah. would have ac- that actually would have made this the best parody. Um, kept you waiting, sadly, huh? he doesn't do that. There, there were a couple of bits of Nintendo news this week. Sorry, Gav, I will get through them quickly. No, it's um, cool. I was actually just about to run out to uh, do a wee wee. Oh, well, go ahead and do your wee-wee then, I suppose. Uh, You're an friend. Our very quick bits, uh, unsurprisingly to anyone. The Wii U has ended production worldwide. There are no more Wii U's being made. This, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm surprised that they were still making more of them up to this point. <laughs> I, that was the news. Like, who, that the, the headline should have been they were still making Wii U's. Like, who were they manufacturing them for in the last twelve months? Who was buying a new Wii U in the last twelve months? I, I like to think it was one person. One person thinking, right? This is an investment. 
Just like these will appreciate in value. They probably will because like those game pads are tough to replace, and down the line, retro collectors will be like, right, who's got Wii U game pads I can buy for my retro collection? Uh, maybe you know, maybe it'll, maybe they... it'll be a thing one day. Probably, maybe, who knows? Uh, yeah. The the other bit of Nintendo stuff we had this week was um. I believe it was Nintendo Portugal uploaded a YouTube video that was like a Switch trailer and they forgot to in post superimpose the game footage onto the Switch. So every time the Switch is on screen, you're just seeing the developer menus. Uh, And this is beautiful because it told people a bunch of information about the Switch, including the fact that it's capable of displaying the battery as a percentage, uh, the fact that developer units seem to have twice as much internal onboard memory as retail units, which some people are looking at and being like, oh, does this mean there's going to be a 64 gig model down the line? Uh, but yeah, it's basically just Nintendo forgot to put the games in their trailer, so it's just a bunch of people playing developer menus to, to upbeat well, it's music. Nice that the Nintendo, it's nice that the Nintendo's at least accidentally giving us information on a system that needs more information <laughs> Because it's coming out really It's coming out in three and a half fucking weeks. I mean, Jesus Christ. Stiggles, Uh, Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. But the the other bit of news that happened this week that has completely turned me off the idea of going back to E3 this year. E3 is going to be open to the public this year. Not worth the money. No, I'll say that right now. Not worth the money. Yeah. I don't don't care about people, like, because I've seen people saying, oh... All of these people turning up at E3, it's going to make it harder for me to do my job. First of all, no. It's going to make it harder for you to do the publisher's job, because that's what you're there to do. And, sorry, I just wanted to say that facetious thing all day. I'm now done talking about it. I don't think it's worth a ticket price. I'm just saying that to stand in line. Go to PAX and do it, because there'll be cosplay there. I think there's two things to bear in mind. Like From the press side, it's unlikely to affect the press as uh, as much as most people are making out that it will, because most press stuff is done by appointment if you've got an appointment booked with a like either at the uh, the booth or in a private room somewhere else you're not going to be prevented from getting to your appointment and doing your work it's just going to be a bit busier on the show floor also non-press people have always been at e3 because it's no secret that there are people who maintain like barely active blogs just to have enough to get press credentials to go. Like there are people who Destructoid once rolled up with about fifteen fucking people. Yeah, there are people there. It was who... beyond the pile. What we yeah. did was untenable. <laughs> there are people there who are not there for work already, and at least this way, those people are just buying a ticket and are not, you know, getting in the way of work appointments probably. But for people who are looking to buy a ticket for $250, bear in mind you will not be playing nearly as many games as most press do because you won't have appointments. You'll be standing in three to four hour queues to play anything, and you won't be going to the press conferences because those are press only. So don't imagine you're going to buy your $250 ticket, be in the room for all the press conferences, play games non-stop throughout the day. It's like, it's it's going to be a lot of waiting around in a very busy room. I personally think it's great. I think we need to ban all of... We need to go a step further, and instead of having not only just the media, but ban all of the biased media from E3. IGN is fake news. Fake news. What's that, Steve? (laughs) 
I'm, I'm now trying to work out how we spell that gurgling It's much better this way. Be the... Everybody pay up the price to $500, I, okay? I, $500. I, I, I want to know how the gurgling sound is, is spelt so that it can be the podcast title. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll work on something. U-R-G-L-E, Steve. Urgle-urgle. Just like well, get some of the I'll, subtitles maybe from I'll just Okami. Call the title, maybe I'll just call the podcast Donald Trump Gobbles Steve Bannon's Ugly Cock. <laughs> uh, at, at E3. If, if you, at E3. If, fake news. If, if you do that, I'm not, I'm not reading a single comment on the episode if you do that. You can do yeah, it. I'm not, not touching the comments. Oh, God. I've just realised, if you do that... I will have to tweet that sentence, and that will then be on my Twitter. <laughs> I won't. Uh, I won't do that. Don't you. don't do this to me, Jim. I want a quiet week with my Twitter. <laughs> Hide it inside you. the I'll... podcast. It's nice and buried, locked <laughs> deep. We've kept it secret. We've kept it safe. Okay, so uh, yeah, how how we are we doing on that that time limit e thing today? We still got a bit of time. Uh, so there's a thing that happened on the PS4 uh, PS4 update that recently happened that I think is pretty cool. Uh, you can now use external hard drives on all of the PS4s, which is nice, you know. Should have been there from the start. Should have been, but I'm glad that it's there now. The bigger thing, the PS4 Pro, if you're playing a game that doesn't have a patch for the PS4 Pro, there is now a which setting. There is now a setting that will update. The, f- the FPS on your games. And is that an actual thing yet, or is it just being tested? The last I read, it was ju- it was in it's, a testing phase. I thought it was in the newest update. Is it not in the newest update that it was just a um, setting that would that would try and update the frame of the FPS of your game? I'll have to look, but uh, uh, the last I read, it was still um, in a test phase. See the, uh, you're talking about boost mode? Uh, boost mode, I think, yeah. Is that still in test? Uh, I think so. I, uh. don't, I don't think it's out yet. I mean, I've not really uh, had an opportunity to, to dig around to in the updates on the Pro and see what's up, but I've, I don't think it's available yet, but okay. it's certainly a thing. I've, I've been away from my, my Pro. Just I've been, I've been on the standard PS4 this week, so I hadn't had a chance yeah, to I mean, have I a look, but wrong. I like the idea in theory. Like... There, it's obviously not going to work for every game because there are games like, let's say, Dark Souls Three, where messing with the frame rate is probably going to cause gameplay problems. Yeah, well, they've already said that. I mean, that's what I do remember reading is they've already like there are issues with it. It's like, yeah, just use this at your own risk. It may affect your gameplay experience. Because um, I know that was a problem with the PC versions of Dark Souls for a while. Is you could uncap the frame rate on PC but it would it would make it so that certain attacks like the 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 invincibility frames went so much faster and things like that so i i am excited that more games will perform better in theory on the on the pro it would be better if just all the games supported the pro when they released like here's the thing i've played through final fantasy 15 twice now and the PS4 60 FPS 4K patch still isn't out. By the time that PS4 Pro patch comes out, I probably will have stopped playing it. And that's that's no. the problem I have right now with PS4 Pro support, is that by the time that support is added for games, it's often so far beyond launch that I'm not interested. 
you know what surprises me is this focus on 4K? Because with that extra power, you could have better frame rates, you could have better anti-aliasing, you could have better like draw distances, you could have a lot of stuff that makes the game look a lot better than it being in 4K. Yeah, but, but is there a commonly known number for those other things that we can make bigger so that it sounds better? Well, there's commonly known two letters for it. P and C. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh you oh. PC master racer. PC master race. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's. I think. I think that's all the 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 shit that was on here for this week. Like, I think we have thoroughly torn to pieces our reputation, ripped asunder our reputation, uh, and. Everything that happened in the news this week in video games and also Steve Bannon's warty toad of a penis. He's got a warty toad penis. His penis looks like the swamp monsters in King Kong. (laughs) Remember those fucking things? (laughs) Oh, God. It looks like every every monster in my pocket melted and mangled together. That's what I've heard. Oh, that's a good one for my Donald Trump's penis hashtag. I'm going to do that now. I mean, if, if Donald Trump can tweet during his intelligence briefings, I can do this during a podcast. I think this is very unfair. Very unfair, Jim. Uh, Laura. Yeah. Um, Me, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people are so excited about our opinions now <laughs> that, that they probably want to know where they can find out more of your oh, work. Wanna, How could they do, do that? Do they want to know where to direct their opinions about our opinions? Well, I suppose yeah, you can go... don't mind me. I suppose you can go do that at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. LauraKBuzz.com, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on Patreon, that's what pays the bills. Go chuck me a, a dollar a month to keep the lights on. Otherwise, just let's play video games, where this week I reviewed Tales of Basiria while a contestant from the Great British Bake Off uh, made a quiche for me, and that was in the review. I like the base. Do you want... I like the base. Do you, do you want to... I like the buttery biscuit you... base. Yeah. Do you want to Do you want to know why there was a man talking about soggy bottoms in my Tales of Basiria review? Then go read it on Let's Play Video Games. <laughs> that, by the way, highly recommended. I... Highly recommended is the LPVG... <laughs> Uh, Tales of Berseria review. I was very proud of that stupid idea. As mm. as you should be, um, very much so. And and Gavin, music is your thing, and people should hear it. How? I like the bass. I like the bass. I like the bass. I like the bass. I like the buttery biscuit bass. Nice. I do love that. Doesn't answer our question of where we find you, but you can find no, my, fr- my good people friend. People really want to know my good now. Friend Miracle of Sound. You can find his music on YouTube. Uh, tremendous music. I I think a lot more people are hearing about him, finding out about what he's done. Tremendous. And on Twitter, Miracle of Sound. And also. Right, that's it. We'll see you next week. I I can't do any more of this. We'll see you I'm next I'm just looking week. outside my window for little red dots now, so... <laughs> well, that's fine. They're on the other side of an ocean. It's going to take them at least five hours to fly over here to point the red dots on you. <laughs> oh, God. Bye. Okay, we... Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. Fuck it. <laughs>